How's it going, Changemaker friends, fam, community? This is Luis Peralesio of Changemaker High School coming at you with a new Changemaker chat series. So we're going to be starting a series focused on eighth graders transitioning into the high school uh, freshman year. So um, let's uh, jump right into this. So we all know that moving from middle school to high school is a big transition for many families. There's a lot of anxieties, there's a lot of thoughts, there's a lot of frustrations, there's a lot of worries, and you know, there's generally a lot of misconception when it comes to this transition. We wanna uh, help you walk through this process, understand what your options are, and understand what you're up against. We're gonna be speaking with experts throughout this series. Uh, we're gonna be talking about different areas of interest uh, for our families that are out there transitioning, from the middle school uh, world into the high school space. And we wanna make sure that we're covering all the topics that are of interest to you. So we put together some of our expert knowledge. And today what we're doing is basically giving a general overview. I'm gonna be walking you through what we'll be talking about in this new series. And I'll be giving you some valuable information today as well. So let's start off with the very basic principles of kind of what it means to transition from middle school into high school. We're gonna be talking about three specific areas of interest. The first is understanding the new system of secondary ed at the high school level. You need to understand that system, how it works and how it's going to affect your student, how it's gonna affect the family and what you're really up against when it comes to these systems. Second, we need to understand the responsibilities that lie with the student, things that are in their control. Those are the things that we want to focus in on and make sure that you understand clearly. And third, we want to talk about the responsibilities and the understandings and what is needed from our parents. These three key elements, understanding these three elements are going to be fundamental for students to be successful as they move into their high school career. So let's jump right into this first one. So a lot of folks ask, well, what's the difference? You know, school is school and, you know, they're moving from, you know, one grade level to the next. What's the big deal? Well, there is a very big deal when it comes to jumping into the high school space. There's a few different elements that you need to take into consideration. So let's start off with the basics. Number one, when you're moving into the high school space, please, 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 please take into consideration attendance. Attendance is going to be critical in the high school space. And again, most people will talk about attendance just because um, they'll focus in on this idea of knowledge acquisition and skill development and being present so that you can get that learning. Okay, that's one element, of course, that's super necessary. But another deep level of understanding with attendance is that students are earning credit in high school. This is a little bit different from what happens in middle school where they just earn grades for the most part. There may be some students taking uh, classes for high school credit, but in the high school, you're earning credit. Each class that you take is 0.5 credits, half a credit. Okay? And each credit, one credit, is the equivalent to two semesters worth of work. There is a number, 123 hours is required of what they call seat time to be able to grant a student one credit. Okay, so that's 123 hours over two semesters. There are laws in place that 
basically make it very difficult for a student to earn credit if they are not present. So um, different schools implement these rules in different ways, but at the end of the day, what we're looking at is if a student does not attend enough time uh, in the class doing the work, then they could be in jeopardy of not earning the credit. And that could mean even if they did well in the class, they did all their assignments, they turned things in, you know, they came in after being absent, they asked for work and they, you know, did the extra uh, to get that in. It could be, um, you know, that it's difficult to grant credit to a student for a class that they completed if they have not been in class for the majority of the seat time that's required to earn that credit. So that's one of the key elements there, attendance linked to credit. This is something that's different from the middle school space, okay? So credit is super, super important. Now, in addition to credit, the high school system also has what they call a grade point average, a GPA. The GPA is on a four point scale. So the way it works is a student who earns an A gets four points for every class that they um, completed. A student who gets a B gets three points. A student who gets a C gets two points. A student who gets a D is one point and a student who gets an F is no points. Okay, so you also have a grade point average. And so all the courses that you take, you're earning points and those points get averaged out to basically give a general understanding of what level the student is at. Is the student a 4.0 student, a 3.5 student, a 3.0 student, et cetera, right? Most um, you know, folks are, are shooting for the 3.5 or above because at the end of your high school career, you want to be eligible for scholarships. Most of those scholarships open up for individuals who are at a 3.5 GPA or above. So that means you are receiving more A's and B's than anything else. Okay, now you will see some students who have a GPA that's above a 4.0. So how does that happen? Well, that happens because students are taking classes that are advanced. So this could be uh, dual credit classes where they're earning college credit and they're earning high school credit. This could be AP classes, this could be honors classes, um, IB classes, et cetera. Every school has their configuration of advanced courses and those courses very often have a higher GPA scale, meaning that instead of it being on a four point scale, it's on a 4.5 scale. So that means that you actually earn more points for every A, B, C, D um, than you would in a normal class. So that's how some students end up with a 4.2 or 4.3 or et cetera, because they are knocking it out of the park with very advanced courses. So that's another piece of the system that you wanna take into consideration. So you have the time, you have the credit and you have the grade. Those three key elements are going to basically dictate how the student will engage and what the student will be eligible for as time progresses. So entering the freshman year, it's super, super important to understand these things and to work as hard as possible to start off on the right foot. Again, a class where a student is um, behind uh, because of attendance or where if they don't earn credit um, because of their grade or their attendance or whatever the case may be, sets them back and makes it that much more difficult for a student to be successful by the end of their career. Another piece is that there are graduation requirements. There are certain courses that students need to have to be able to graduate and earn a high school diploma. And so um, you will have classes that are considered elective classes. And so um, some students will take 
more classes than necessary to graduate. And some students will overload or pass the majority of their electives, but then if they don't pass their core courses, then they are not eligible to graduate, even though they were able to get all of the number credits that are necessary, it isn't in the right configuration. So you need to make sure that you're passing your core classes along with your elective classes and that you are doing that in an efficient manner, right? That you are working towards um, accomplishing all of those graduation requirements in the timely manner that they are given to you. The courses that are assigned to you freshman year, sophomore year, et cetera, starting off with you know everything in the right, heading in the right direction will set you up so that when you are ready to take, you know, your standardized tests, you're good to go. So that's another piece of this system. You will see standardized tests uh, in a different way at the high school space. So you have the standardized tests that are provided by the state, which uh, is grading the student and overall the school, but you'll also start to see tests that are um, placement tests for college or you'll have uh, tests like the ACT or SAT, which are for college entrance. So uh, those are used by some colleges to dictate if a student actually can get into their university, their program, et cetera. Some scholarships also are asking for um, the scholarship, uh, you know, the, the SAT score, ACT score for their, for their eligibility for the scholarship. So that's another piece of the puzzle that, you know, every standardized test that they're taking over the four years of their high school career is prepping them for these high stake entrance exam tests, placement tests that they will have to take if they wanna get into a program of higher education. So wanted to just uh, get into the basics of the system. We'll be hearing from experts that will be giving us more details with respects to all of these things, attendance, credit, grade point average, standardized tests, et cetera, et cetera, for incoming freshmen. You're going to be hearing about that as we interview experts that we know, folks that we trust, to give you the right information. Now, let's move forward to talk about the responsibility of the student. So one of the things that a student has control over is themselves, their work, and what they're focusing in on. So what does that look like? What are we talking about? Well, uh, as we've said before, attendance, being there um, every day, being there on time, um, and being present right? Being present in the class, super important. It isn't just showing up. It's actually engaging at a high level. Engaging at a high level means that you're not um, going to be focusing on the basics of learning, but you're actually at the higher level of learning. So that's what we want to see in the high school space, that you're moving from, you know, this idea of hunt and peck, meaning that, you know, a student is basically giving an assignment they have to hunt for the answer and then present the answer as they found it in the text, in a lecture, whatever the case may be, in a project. You know, they are, um, you know, asked to just regurgitate it. When we get to the high school, uh, you know, space and, and the learning style that we're asking for is we want students to start to synthesize, uh, critically analyze and produce knowledge, right? So they can take a stance, they can look at an issue, they can solve a problem from all of these different angles. They can take um, evidence and they can present it. Uh, one of the things that is expected of students in the high school space is for them to present, to engage, to do group work. Um, this is all of the things that a student actually has control over, right? This is, this is the, the space that the student can actually excel. We're, the high school space is looking for two things, analytical knowledge, 
and looking for logical knowledge. Okay, analytical knowledge is going to be represented in the um, uh, reading, writing, uh, the, the, the English and, and history courses, and the logical thinking and skill development is gonna be found in your math and science courses, right? Your creative side is gonna come out in those elective spaces. So we want students to focus in on developing skills, not just doing the work, okay? Some students are just like, all right, give me the assignment. I'll do it exactly the way you want it. And then I'm going to uh, just regurgitate back to you what you told me, right? So we have some students will say, well, what do you want? And I'll just produce what you want. We don't want you to go through the motions in the high school space. We want you to be critical. We want you to develop the skill set, And we want you to adapt those skills in different uh, scenarios as you move through your high school career. You have to set those um, those habits in place starting your freshman year. Super, super important, okay? The other thing is that we want students to be involved. Why? Because you are in essence creating your high school resume. Everything that you do during your high school um, career is going to be what you'll use beyond your high school career. It's going to get your foot in the door. So we want students not just to excel academically, we also want them to create a, a resume that is gonna knock it out of the park. So what does that mean? What we want is in your freshman year for you to get involved, get involved in different um, you know, organizations, volunteer opportunities, uh, giving back to your community, um, you know, developing skills that are coming from a variety of sources, you're getting certifications, you're doing um, you know, all of these things that are gonna give you a, a well-rounded experience that you will then present later on in, um, in your applications for college and your applications for scholarships, et cetera. And it starts your freshman year, okay? You're trying to differentiate yourself. You're trying to make yourself look different. And the student has complete control over this. Obviously there's support from the school, there's support from the community, from parents, et cetera. But this is where you get to shine. Okay, so we're asking students to engage, to create an experience, not just go through the motions, but create an experience that they can then later on market themselves and tell people, look, this is why I'm great. This is why you want me at your institution. This is why you want to provide me this scholarship. This is why you want to give me this job. There may be some folks heading in that direction, and you want to make sure that you can show that you have the skill sets to be able to do that. So this is where we want students Okay, to focus on the hard skill sets and the soft skill sets. The hard skill sets is everything that you're going to learn with respect to the academic space. The soft skill sets is everything with respect to communication, presentation, group work, um, empathy, you know, uh, follow through, time management, all of these other skills that you are setting the habits for. The last thing we want is for you to be somebody who's just sitting on the couch, sitting in front of a gaming system, sitting on your phone, and being stagnant. You need to get involved, you need to meet people, you need to build your network, you need to build your resume so that you're ready for the next transition which will come at the end of your high school career. Okay, so again, we'll have experts come in to talk more about this, how you can do this at a, at a very, in a very efficient way at a very high level, um, but I want you thinking about it. Now, parents, I wanna to transition to this last element, okay? We as educators will do everything that we can to support your child and to support you in getting them where they need to go. But there are certain things that parents can do that are, that are going to help their child succeed. And this is what we've seen as experts in the field. This is what we've seen. The students who succeed the most 
are the students who have parents that are most engaged. I know it's difficult. I know we work. I know we have other responsibilities at home and elsewhere. Those students that have their parents who are involved, those students are the students who do the most. Okay, We need to see our time and our resource as an investment in our children. Okay, So what that means is that we don't want you just to drop off your student at the front in the morning and then pick them up in the afternoon and ask, how was school? And their response is, fine. We need it to be where there is a high level of engagement. What does a high level engaged uh, parent look like? They are communicating constantly with the school, with the leadership, um, with, with the staff in a way that's collaborative, right? We need to move away from confrontation. We need to move away from agitation. We need to move into a space of collaboration. What can we do to help each other? You have information that can help um, the, the instructors the staff know how best to work with your child. And it's about communicating that, over-communicating that um, so that we're all on the same page. And two, it's helping to set good habits at home. What are your rules? What are, are, are your expectations when it comes to studying, learning, skill development, networking, the soft skills, the hard skills, right? It's practicing those things with your child. Um, and it's showing up a lot of times you know, we believe that, you know, the students should be independent and they should start going off on their own. And we need to engage just like we did when it was kindergarten, right? We wanted to be there. We wanted to volunteer. We wanted to bring, you know, extra resources. We wanted to do anything and everything so that our child had an amazing experience at school. We need to do that for them in high school. They need our support. The studies are very clear. Parents who are active and involved, their students succeed. And that includes everything from giving time, making donations, providing connections, helping out with, with resource, um, you know, volunteering, doing all kinds of different things for the school, with the school to help improve the conditions so that your child has the best experience possible. It's great that you trust educators. It's great that you trust the schools to provide the best education possible and that they're the experts, but we also need you to be there. If you, if you can help your student with the homework, great. If you can't, can you help them get a tutor? There are free tutoring services and there's also tutoring services that you know are paid for. Those students who do the best are the ones who find out what they're struggling with and then go get help, right? So it isn't just about providing them, you know, roof over their head and, you know, clothes on their back and, you know, the latest, you know, technology or gadgets. It's also about investing in their future. You know, are, are, are we putting money aside for summer camps? Are we putting resource aside, you know, for SAT prep uh, courses? Are we putting uh, resource aside so that they can travel with the school? Are we putting uh, resource aside so that the student can have experience that they otherwise would not have, right? We always want our students to have a better experience than we did. And so that means we cannot just 100% uh, depend on what's free. Yes, there's a lot that the school will provide, but if we provide that additional support, that it, those additional experiences and those resources for them to engage in experiences and grow, again, developing those hard skills and those soft skills, then your child will be successful and ready. The other thing is to have constant conversation with your student about how they're doing, what they need, what's working for them, and teaching them to advocate for themselves. And when they cannot advocate for themselves, stepping in to advocate on their behalf, right? In a way that is demonstrating to them how they can speak up to have their needs met without it being confrontational, without it being 
um, you know, in, in a space that is aggressive or antagonistic. Super, super important as a parent. There's so much we can do. And number one is setting the example. You know, are students seeing us read? Are they seeing us, you know, um, develop our skill sets? Are they, are they witnessing us doing those things that we're asking them to do? They will follow suit. So we are their big, biggest example. Believe it or not, I know there's a lot of other, other influences out there, but they are listening and watching us. That's what we can do. And high, having those high expectations, making sure that homework is done first before other things um, are allowed. Or if they're you know, falling behind that, hey, you know, you're not getting access to X, Y, and Z, right? Those extracurricular things, those things of enjoyment until you take care of business with your schooling, right? Um, there is a fine line. There is balance that needs to be, um, you know, be met there with respects to, you know, positive and negative reinforcement, right? Like the rewards versus punishment. It cannot always be punishment and it cannot be like doing homework as punishment, right? Or, you know, forcing them to read. Uh, those things do not work in the long run. We want them to want to do those things because it's going to improve their opportunities for whatever they see uh, their future being. So again, we will have experts coming in to talk about this very topic about parents can do. We have at Changemaker High School, a group called Padres Activos. And um, that group is, um, you know, there's all types of workshops that are provided for them, you know, with respects to college knowledge and, you know, uh, preparation for the high school space, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we will be sharing that information with you. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for this particular chat is just an intro into you know what it takes to transition from middle school into high school and it's introducing some of the topics that we will be covering in future um, future chats we'll be get, having guests in here we'll be asking them questions we'll be getting this information and getting it directly from the folks who are experts we know the hacks to get your child through this system and if you just trust us enough to make sure that this is happening for you and your child, your child will be successful and get to where they want to go, and where you will be proud of them. Not just crossing the stage to get a diploma, but also planning beyond that. That's what we are hoping for. And that's what we want to plan and work with you to make sure that that's what's achieved, right? Again, folks, please, 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 please reach out to Changemaker High School. If you are looking for a school that cares, a school that is committed in a school that is actually making a difference in the life of our students and in the overall community. So um, you can reach us on all our social uh, media uh, channels. Please you know, like and follow us on all those channels. Again, if you're interested and want to know more with respects to Changemaker High School enrollment, or you want to spread the word about the good things that we're doing, please go to our website, www.changemakerhighschool.org. You can call us at 520-615-2200. We'd be happy to talk to you and guide you through this process of making a difference in your child's life and helping them transition in the best way possible. Thank you so much, everybody. We will talk to you next time. And thanks for being part of this first in a series of Changemaker Chats focusing on transitioning into the high school space. Thank you so much. Take care. And we'll talk soon.